Macca. Carrot. Jason, how are you this afternoon? <laughs> oh, I'm very good, mate. How's uh how's WA life treating you, mate? Yeah, sun is shining. It's all right. complain over here. Beautiful. COVID free. COVID free, mate. You're still still in the WA prison over there? Yeah, yep. Mask is still mandatory, so we'll see how we go. When, yep. are, you, when are you coming over for a visit, mate? Oh, yeah, it's a tough one. A bit too scared yet, so um, yeah, maybe end of the year, eh? We might maybe see what happens with the grand final NRL I'm thinking the Dragons might make today this year mate they're looking very very good you can pretty much pencil the Dragons in for the grand final I think this year so yeah you're uh, you're, you're on a good good ticket there mate Griff's doing a good job oh, with the talking boys. About, I'm talking about this weekend yeah oh. the women's yeah, can't <laughs> oh, wait the, oh the women's yeah of course yeah no they're, they're, they're a shoe in aren't they yeah yep <laughs> Uh, very good. All right, boys, before we get into it, got a bit of house cleaning here. Uh, just mention everyone the email address, nrl720podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, and review on all our platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, and RSS now. We've also got a Facebook page, so make sure you give that a like. Uh, we've had some really good uh, numbers on our listens in the first four episodes. Uh, I'd like to say it's all me, but it's probably from uh, all, all the boys that are jumping on the pod from week to week. So thanks to all the boys for, for lending their time out. And uh, yeah, mate, we've we've got international listeners. There's people in Denmark, there's people in the United States, there's people over in Europe. So uh, yeah, we're international boys. It's not just uh, not just you and me listening to it. Beautiful podcast is growing. Good to see. <laughs> That's it, mate. Uh, all right, Carrot, you've already been on the podcast. Macca, you're popping your cherry for the first time today, mate. Uh, where did you first play rugby league? Oh, when I was a young fellow, played in um, Innisfail. Innisfail. Or a local team called the Innisfail Cowboys. Innisfail Cowboys. Now, rumour tells me you were a bit of a gun junior. Is this correct? Yeah, pretty good, I'd have to say. <laughs> I had multiple positions. Yeah, I heard that you, know, you were... Throw, a, me, throw you, me in the hooker or halfback or fullback. I could do it all. Yeah. I, had I, to do it all. I heard that about you, mate. It just wherever it went, you you were basically the Kurt Mann of the team. You could play multiple positions and, and do it all for the boys. That was it, mate. There was no bench warmer for this uh, young fella. <laughs> where did it all go wrong, mate? Where did the where did the pro career go wrong for you? Probably when um, everyone caught up to me at twelve years old. Eh? I was the um, <laughs> shortest on the field by the time I was twelve. <laughs> Macca was the same height as he was twelve compared to what he is now. So that's oh, probably what I... the early bloomer. He was just barraging over people at twelve, and then at thirteen, everyone was two foot tall. Then he yes, that's that's pretty much what happened. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, excellent. And you're a Dragons tragic. So w- what's the story there? Why do you support the Dragons? Oh, I'd have to say back in the day, so like that useless coach Trent Barrett um, run around at 5'8". So right. So you're a Barrett fan. Games and was Barrett the reason yeah, you supported yeah. him? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it was. And um, also our junior junior rep team was the Innistyle Dragons as well so had the opportunity to put the Red V on a few times over the years when I was oh, younger and there you go yeah. thought you were playing for the real thing oh you never know got to keep the dream alive <laughs> hey mate the dream's still alive you're still young mate what are you 22 23 add 10 please Jason <laughs> uh, boys, I don't know if you know, but uh, it's Masters week. Um, so for those who are a little bit of a golf followers, uh, Tiger's apparently back this week. He's playing in the Masters for the first time in about nearly two years since he had his tragic car accident. Uh, boys, when was the last time you've had a, an heroic sporting return in your life? Kerrod, we'll start with you. Mate, I tried to get back into soccer uh, last year. I haven't played in about six or seven years. Oh, God. Um, tried to get back into it and the first game I ran against the 18 year old boys and I was full pelt down the sideline thought I was hooning in my younger days and I realised these 18 year old boys were jogging and they were passing me so I thought that's probably the end of my career as a soccer player and that was that was pretty much the end of it so that was oh, that, was that. <laughs> those, uh, those fast muscle twitch fibres just weren't cracking Nah, mate, you realise that um, the older you get, the slower you get. It is an unfortunate part of growing old, I suppose. <laughs> what about you, Macca? Well, I'd say probably two years ago, we were playing touch footy, um, D, D division. So we're working our way up pretty slowly up the, uh, up the ranks, and we ended up winning the grand final. But oh. um, yeah, that's the last time I've um, played touch footy, is uh, go in, fall in 
you all don't, in, all out. So you don't have to be modest here, Macca. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it all you? Like, were you the reason you just took the trophy home? I set up a few plays. Yeah, that's for sure. So, oh, look at yeah. him, so humble. But no, I haven't haven't jumped on a touch field again since. So the trophy home, and I'll leave it at that. Have you got the trophy? Do you look at it every day, and it's a shining glory in your living room? Nah, D Division, we don't actually get a trophy, mate. I think we got a medal and uh, $100, $100 bar card. Hey, $100 bar card, that's, that's, that's worth winning. That's yeah. about four bears now. Yeah. <laughs> <probably would. laughs> Definitely uh, WA prices. I remember going over there and, God, what was it, 2010, I think, for Uni Games. Uh, I, was, I was a young buck, obviously, back in 2010. And, uh, yeah, I think I remember paying, like, about $92 for a carton of Coronas. Has yeah, got- I don't know where you're shopping, but that's a bit... It's crazy. Even Carnarvon, well, we don't pay 92 Mate, I, them, I don't know what was happening. I think everyone was on the good oil in WA. Everyone was on that mining dollar and on about, I don't know, what are you on, Macca, about 800, 900K a year? Yeah, give or take, mate. Give or take, yeah, before tax. Yeah, tax man, bloody bastards. Uh, boys, our motto on the show is run it straight. Um, so who do we want to nominate to run it a little straighter from last weekend? Carrot, we'll go to you first. Run it straighter. Oh, geez. Um, Are you going to nominate the entire mate, Broncos organisation? I, I actually was. I've been thinking about this one today, who I was going to say. And yeah, mate, I, I don't know. Yeah, probably the whole Broncos. Like you said, the whole Broncos set up. Especially testing you, mate. He's, mate, if he's not the worst fullback in the NRL, I'm done. So. Oh, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I was actually expecting you to text me at some point today or yesterday and say that you were out for the pod. You were just... Too distraught from the Broncos' performance last last couple of weekends. Nah, mate, you got a vent. You got I got a vent to someone. I've had the last three or four days of keeping it all in. How bad they've been. So at least I can. Um, mate, this is your release. Get it out. Get it out. That's so it, mate. My release, mate. Yeah. That's what it's for, mate. You just let it all out here. So two so, and a half years. Two and a half years of frustration. Yeah, add another two and a half. Um, so yeah. no one in particular, mate. Just the entire Broncos team. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely tested you, mate. I'm, yeah, mate, I don't know how he's still the Broncos fullback again this week. I see he's been named a fullback this week. He must, yeah, he must do something to Kevin Walters that we don't know about anyway to keep his spot. That's all I can say. It's probably the same thing Kurt Mann does to Adam O'Brien. Uh, Macca, what about you, mate? Who do you want to run it straight? Oh, I'm not looking at the past, mate. I'm looking at the present. So I've just seen they've named um, Scotty Drinkwater fullback for the Cowboys. He is. So he is. I'm excited yep. to see that young fella. Um, Run it straight and keep his spot. Are you? Uh, well, I think Hammer's out for a, Hammer's out for yeah about a month or so, so he might get a bit of an opportunity. Um, any of you boys pick him up in fantasy? Oh, we might do that tonight, mate. So got to put the waivers in. Yeah, so <laughs> we go. That'll be uh, that'll be Reece, that'll be Reece Hinchies. I'd say he'll pick him up. Reece Hinchies grabs him every year, so that'll he, be Hinchies. He loves drinky. He would have absolutely frothed at the mouth when he saw him uh, named at fullback today. He did, mate. He sent me a message straight away saying, how good is it? Drinky's back. He's telling everyone to stay away. He's mine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking uh, of drinky, I've just got to do something here quickly, gents. Getting yeah. a bit thirsty. Yeah, go get some water, mate. Hey. Crack, that, crack that emu open. <laughs> oh, emu. You want, to, you want to do a plug, mate? Are they sponsoring uh, your fishing trips up there at the moment? Oh, not yet. But um, I'll, I'll get in touch with them and yeah, get me on a few more of these um, podcast episodes, mate. And we never know, might be able to get a box sent over that way. Mate, mate, you are invited anytime you want to be on, mate. You just send me a message, including, you know, any of those, you know, off-field rugby league videos that you send me now and then. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, boys, nominate your best player or, or performance to a team performance or something from last weekend. Uh, best team performance, oh, I have to be the Parramatta Eels, mate. They were... Um they were very outstanding at the Dragons. Uh, Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown, uh, whether they can perform in the big games come the end of the year will be the interesting part. But, mm. geez, Dylan Brown started the year absolutely. He's on he's on fire. I got him in, got him in uh, one of my fantasy sides. And, mate, oh, I know fantasy doesn't equate to real life, but he is turning it on in both formats. So, yeah, mate, oh. Parramatta Eels for sure. There's just certain guys you just you just got to give them the ball and give them space to operate, and he's definitely one of them. If you if you give him some space to run and operate, he's yeah, he's almost impossible to stay in front of. Uh, Macca, what about you, mate? Oh, I'd have to say that little puppy with the uh, mullet on him. Oh, well, he's um, he's cool. always in everything. He just yeah, just hanging off anyone with the ball, and um, yeah, he made it happen. Four tries. He's he's dying that thing, surely. Like that's that looks like a different shade of blonde. The back of that 
that ugly mullet than the rest of his hair. Like, yeah, he's got to be I'd putting some peroxide or something in it. Yeah, yeah, he's getting tips for sure. So, yeah. um, with that with that lineup, I can't see them missing you know, top four and pushing yeah. themselves into the into the grand final. I think you know, if the I think as long as everyone stays fit, yeah. If the storm finished below second place, there's there's something wrong, um, which is probably why we will never have Hinchy back on the podcast. Maka, we I mentioned it just before, but um, the the juicy off field league videos that always get around when you know there's a sex scandal or a, you know Payne Haas getting Albert Kelly standing on his uh, white shoes outside the front of a pub or something in Redcliffe. Um, you, you always have these videos in our inbox within record time. What What is the go there? Like, you're all the way over in WA. Do you have a particular contact in the NRL? Do you, Is there something we don't know about you? You secretly sell videos to the, the news networks or something like that? Like, what's, what's, what's your secret, mate? Oh, just the bloke that I met at the mines. He's, he knows the bloke um, that's mates with Buzz. Oh, so, stop it. You know, we get him. We get him pretty quick <laughs> off Twitter. So, yeah, good, good source. Old Buzz, love him. Straight Watch in with him every Buzz day when he's on telly. Oh, how good is Buzz? Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be the dream yeah. for this podcast to get Buzz on one episode. If we can do that, I'll I'll die a happy man. Yeah. So my um, Buzz tragic mate, and yeah, he's always given us the intel, us boys. So. Yeah, follow him. Follow him on Twitter, boys. Beautiful. No worries. We'll give him a follow tonight. Uh, boys, a lot of sin bins from the weekend. It, it was a bit of a bit of a joke. It kind of, uh, I think every game was a bit of a blowout score, apart from the the tragic Titans v uh, Tigers uh, game on Thursday night, which was eight six and one in the last thirty seconds. But uh, the rest of the games all pretty one sided, and it seemed like there was sin bins happening more than once in most of the games. Kerry, we'll go to you, mate. What's uh, what's doing with all these sin bins? Is it just a weird crackdown that no one knew about, or are players just trying to get a little bit cheeky and get away with a bit more in the game? Some of the decisions, like like Thomas Flegler, I know he done some dumb things, but that sending off decision for Noah Blake pretty much ran rods in the line and passed the ball. Like, yeah, I, I struggled understanding some of the decisions, and even the Cowboys. I know I don't have too much time for Todd Payton, but I, I think he was spot on what he said. That, the teams that seem to get onto a bit of a front foot and the, the better well-known teams, they seem to get these decisions constantly and it just absolutely ruins games. Like, there's got to be some sort of in-between. If they want to send them off, it's got to be either a five-minute or two-minute, ten-minute or something because ten minutes in the bin with the current rules in the game, it, it really ruins the game. Yeah, I, so I you're agreeing they, with... They seem to have a crack there. You're agreeing with Toddy that there might be, uh, what, some sort of uh, inner NRL conspiracy? Absolutely, mate. Oh, yeah. You can't tell me that the Storm and Roosters don't get decisions their way constantly. Yeah. Even that, that game was ruined. Some of the decisions to send a couple of Cowboys players off were just staggering. So, yeah, I, I, to a certain point, I think Todd, Todd Payton's on the ball there. And, yeah, I don't know, it just ruins games of footies for me anyway. Macca, did the Dragons have any players sent off or they just lost because they were shit? I don't think Jaden no, still played, just... so they probably couldn't send anyone off today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's spot on. No, they just had a shocking second half. I think they just stayed in the dressing room. But uh, no, nah, these sim bins and send-offs, they're just slowing the game right down. You know, everyone's catching their breath and just taking the excitement away from the game. Yeah. All right, so before we get into the round five matchups, uh, there's been a lot of injuries in the first month of the season, a lot of ACLs, PCLs, MCLs, anything that ends with an L. Uh, guys are out four to six weeks, three months, six months, the whole season. Uh, both you boys are quite avid and, uh, what would we say, obsessive fantasy, uh, NRL fantasy owners. Um, so give us a bit of a, you know, 30-second insight into what it's like for fantasy owners at the moment with all these injuries happening. Yeah, mate, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a hell out there. I'm a turbo owner in one of my leagues and... Mm. <laughs> It's uh, it's a dead set not dead set nightmare. But in saying that, Turbo really hasn't done anything in the first four weeks, so it's probably not a huge loss. It's more of a loss picking him first round, and he hasn't done much. So the, um, cur- the curse of your first overall pick again happened again this year, mate. You just whoever you picked yeah, seems like they're going to have a dud year. Yeah, I thought it's always a risk backing up. Like he had a career year last year, I would imagine. So I thought picking him again was a bit of a risk. But I got Pappy in the other league, so Pappy's definitely firing. But Oh, there you go. Yeah, like, there's injuries, but there's injuries every every year. You just got to navigate it as a fantasy owner and have backups and everything. So it's not it's not disastrous at this point by any means. The injury count, but 
yeah, I don't think it's as bad as it was the last year with those. The game was so much faster last year, so I think there was a lot more injuries from my point of view last year. Anyway. Mm. Maka, how's your team going, mate? Who's Who are your star players that you were able to get in? Oh, no, um, the crowds are struggling at the moment, but end of the day, I won the trophy last year and I'm looking at it right now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried, to be honest. You know, I've got my name on the shield. Is there a shout-out to anyone um, in your fantasy league that, that you won the trophy off? You want to you shout-out at all? While you're on the podcast, mate. Oh, yeah. well, it was Tommy Turbo, mate, and I think that's where everyone picked him um, first pick because of the way he played last year, and yeah, mm. it's going to be hard to replicate what he did last year. But yeah, I um, hope and pray for Kerry Beavers and his uh, D League team with Tommy <laughs> Turbo because yeah, I just don't think he's going to. I think he made an error there picking him first pick. I would have went Nathan Cleary, but we'll see. How it pans out at the end of have the you um, have you have you picked like twelve fullbacks again like last year? Is that are you sticking with that theory for, for victory again? No, I do this year. Um, Kerry got in my head a little bit, and I've um, <laughs> went a few hookers this year. So my first two picks were um, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. So um, Brandon's not doing too much for me, but Harry, I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, and he's cheese will come good, I think sixty odd in D league. So yeah, cheese will come good, mate. He just he's. You know, he's the type of bloke that I think enjoys off seasons. So you know, you got you got to probably give him about eight or ten weeks to get into to footy shape, and then he'll start he'll start peaking around mid year, mate. Don't worry about him. No, I hope so, mate. I hope so because yeah, I like watching the Chiefs play. And I like his um, after game interviews. So yeah. yeah, it's just good to um, you know, you pick your players that you actually want to watch play footy. So yeah, Harry and Cheese, they're up there. All right. Who's been the smoky? Who, who's both your smokies that you've picked that uh, probably performed a little bit better? Mackie, you go first. Well, one of the smokies, I think, is um, game to game by that Matty Tomoko for the Raiders. So he can bust the tackle that young fella. Mm. Um, so, but he's, yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster with him. You know, he might get a score of 50 or 60, but then he'll get a score of 20, 25. So, yeah, up and down with him. And the other one that just hasn't, he needs to learn how to tackle is Sam Walker. Sam Walker, yeah. So I've got Sam Walker. I picked him up, I think, fourth pick, and he's probably missed 17 tackles in four rounds. So 17 in four rounds? I thought he was missing 17 a game the way he's playing. Yeah, I'm so wrong. <laughs> got to be patient. So I won't drop him yet, but yeah, he just I think he just needs to get into the um, learn how to tackle again. Yeah. Carrot, what about you, mate? Did you pick one up that uh, caught you by surprise this year? Um, I've got Teague Wilson in one of my leagues. I know Mac has got him mm. in the other league, but he's an absolute beast, Teague Wilson. Well, he's he's. Uh, I know he, Wade Graham's got to come back, but geez, he's he's hard to drop. Like, he's just you he's love. One the, he's one of the best back rowers in the comp. You love a young Sharks back rower. I think for the last few years, no. you, you've picked like a like you had Nakora a couple of years ago. Yeah, Nakora was a gun when he that first season when Nakora came out. He was an absolute stud, but um, starting to find a bit of form now. Uh, it's good to see in a certain. A certain player in one of our leagues dropped him, and he found a bit of form. It was good to always good when an uh, beater drops a drops a player and he finds form, which is nice. But um, <laughs> uh, Teague, Teague, Teague Wilson, he's yeah, he's an absolute beast, mate. He's a he's a great fantasy pickup as well. So he's been probably yeah one of, one of the most in form. So yeah, def- definitely him. And the other fellow who's been really outstanding is Bo Firma. He he missed last week. Probably he's glad that he missed last week's game. It was that horrible, but he's. Yeah, he's a bit of a stud too, old uh, Bo Firma out in the back row. Yeah, right. With his dual eligibility. Dual eligibility. There you go. That's the the frothing mouth watering. He's definitely better than the other. He's better than the other times back row. Put it that way. He's scoring a lot more, and uh, (laughs) he's having a lot more of a dig anyway. And I think he's on about one million dollars less. I'd say. All right, on that note, boys, let's get into round five. Uh, we kick off Thursday night, 7.50 at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. The Mighty Knights are at home to Manly. This is probably when you want to play Manly, when there's no Tommy Turbo in the lineup. Uh, Manly's still going to be a pretty formidable team. Newcastle, they, they really need to bounce back after two pretty poor performances. Boys, how do you boys uh, see this game going, Kerrod? Uh, well, I had the um, Eagles pick, um, obviously, before I heard the news. Um, I'm watching a bit of that game, the Seagulls game. I, yeah, geez, you had to suspect something was wrong with Turbo, but he played the entire second half with that with that injury. Um, they reckon so it shows how strong the bugger is. But geez, if, if this is the chance, Knights have got to bounce back. What are they lost? Lost their last two on the trot. So mm. I'm going to tip. I'm going to go out and limit tip the Knights only because Turbo's not playing. If Turbo was playing, I think Seagulls would have too much attack. But yeah, 
yeah, they got to win. Ponga's got to show something too. If he's getting what is it, one point one, one point two million dollars this year contract, he's got to he's got to step up this week. So yeah, nights for me. Nah, it's just more money to to put more little tattoos on his arms. That's all it's for. Uh, Macca, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'll tip the Knights. Um, seeing the price on the Knights on Sunday was two dollars sixty, so I had to throw fifty straight on the mate because oh. I knew um, after Turbo and he was playing, he had an injury for sure. So yeah. I'm I'm on the night. I'm riding the night. Beautiful. Look, if you've got any other tips, if you've got some some multi, some first try scores as we go through the round, mate, don't be shy to shout them out. That's uh, something we always encourage is to uh, gamble responsibly. But um, if you've got some tips for the punters out there for the weekend, mate, uh, I know Mackie, you love a, about eighteen same game multis on every single match. So uh, have you have well, you got I've anything? Got a, I've got a nice twelve leg. Yeah, twelve leg. We've got oh, a 12 right. leg for the, for the round for the gents so, and the girls out there. So we'll get into that mate, a bit later. Oh, but mate, I, it's going to come through. It's lost its lock. Yeah, I'm gonna have gonna to. I'm gonna have to change me jocks after that one, mate. Twelve legs. You're talking my type of language right there. Uh, yeah, 125 to one. Oh, mate, we, we're gonna talk off air about that one. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, look, oh, I think if if Turbo was playing, I was definitely going to tip Manly because I have not liked the last couple of games uh, from the Knights. I think their attack has really gone backwards. Um, not scoring a single point against the Sharks. And the Sharkies are a good team. I actually like the Sharks this year. But, yeah, they just they went back into some old habits, I thought, with the team. Just sort of a lot of guys getting the ball one off the ruck and just running to the line and taking away all the space. And they couldn't create anything for their outside backs, which is what they did so well in the first two games of the season. So... Hopefully Joey gets in the boys at training and, and gets them to play with a bit more width and a bit more depth and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Gay Guy and Best scoring some more points out wide for him again. Six o'clock on Friday, uh, got a game here in Redcliffe between the Redcliffe Warriors and the North Queensland Cowboys. The Warriors uh, look like premiership contenders after absolutely trouncing the Broncos last weekend. The Cowboys... Looked a little bit more like we thought the Cowboys would last week. Uh, Drinky in at fullback for the Hammer. Uh, the rest of the team looks pretty much unchanged. Uh, where are you boys, Lena Mack? We'll go you first. Oh, this is a 50-50. I can't, mm. I can't um, separate these two teams. I like Sean Johnson's kicking game. Mm. I think if he plays well and he kicks the corners like he usually does, I think he will be too good for the Cowboys. Yeah, Reese Walsh and uh, Jesse Arthurs, a couple of... Uh, Bronco expats, they uh they played pretty well last week. They did, they did. So um, I've got JT in one of my um, fantasy comps as well. So Beautiful. he just needs to keep running the running it straight, um, doing his thing and busting those tackles. But I think at the end of the day, Sean Johnson and East Walsh will just be that little bit too good for the Cowboys. Carrot, ah, uh, I'm gonna tip the Cowboys, mate. I I, I think with Drinky back, they um, have have a bit of extra attack, which. Um, I think they, I think they need. Uh, I think Hammers. I don't think Hammers an NRL fullback. He's oh, paid, come off it! Get off it! Take, take got, your Broncos glasses paid, off, mate. Get off it, mate. If Drinky, Drinky has to be a better fullback. Look, there's a reason why Drinky was next in line for the Storm job before he got that injury, and Tappy had a chance. Look, I'm not sure why they don't rate him a fullback. The Titans. So. I'm going to tip the care. I'm going to tip the Cowboys in this one. I think Drink Drinky allowed a bit more extra attack for. So. I agree. I think I think the Cowboys bounce back for this one. They they've played pretty well this year. Last week was just a bit of a bad week. They had a couple of sin bins, and you know the Roosters played pretty oh, damn playing, good. They were so. playing the Roosters. Yeah, they're playing the Roosters, mate. The gap between the top six teams, five six teams, is clearly evident again in the comp. Oh, there's a huge gap again. So. And a huge yeah, boost is. Cohen Hess named at 18 as well, so that's a huge boost for the team as well. So if he's not starting, that's um, that's always a positive for the, for the Cowboys. Uh, 7.55, Suncorp Stadium, must-win game for the Broncos. They need to bounce back. Uh, the Roosters seem like they're starting to look more like the Roosters team we thought uh, each week that goes by. Kerry, uh, you're the Broncos man here. Um, try and not smash the boys too much because, you know, if... You don't want to step on anyone's white shoes or anything and make a certain someone in the team angry. So how do you how do you see your team lining up this week, mate? Ah, oh, mate. There can be two things happen. We're either going to get beaten by 40 to 50 and the boys will just fold the tail in. Or they might show a bit of heart and we'll have a bit of a dig. But, geez, the way they uh, played against the Warriors, and that, especially in that first half, was just abysmal. So, yeah, I, we just got no attack, mate. The, their attack is just horrible. Um, I'm not sure what... Kevy's done in the off season, but it definitely hasn't 
then Jalani at tackle at the only try we could score against a pretty pretty average Warriors side was a little grubber for him from Reynolds. So uh, and we really didn't even look like scoring a try. So yeah, yeah your, your attack has be been a bit flat. I think you're only ahead of the Tigers and um, and the Bulldogs in terms of scoring points this year. There's actually three or four. NRL players who have scored more points than the entire Broncos team this season. Yeah, but, mate. You know, you yeah, put, no, Billy Walters is in, mate. He's going to inject a bit of offense for you. No, uh, when the club decided not to sign a hooker and fullback, and you know Benny Ike had come out and said that they're going to, you know, go from the youth ranks. So it was just amazing why we didn't try and get Reed Mahoney. But mate, you can't win comps with Jake Turpin and Hooker. He's the slowest hooker in the NRL, and Tessie knew he's just a horrible fullback. So. We're not going to win too many games and we're not going to put any points on with, you know, Turpin and Tessie as their number nine and number one, put it that way. Payne Haas, obviously in the in the news the last couple of days, mate. Where's, as a Broncos supporter, where you want to be with his contract? Uh, you know, sort of similar to us Newcastle fans. We were like, look, we want to keep Ponga, but that's a shitload of money to give a, a guy who sort of doesn't rock up every week. Uh, where are you at with Payne Haas, mate? Paying a, a forward a million dollars plus a year. That's uh, It's never really worked out. Payne Haas is completely different to Ponga, even though Ponga doesn't really influence as many games as people believe. Like like I was talking to you the other day, Ponga keeps players around him and players want to be there to yeah. play with Ponga. I don't yeah. think any, I don't think anyone at the Broncos is going to stay because of Payne Haas. He's not a he's not a draw card to get other people either. I don't think he's got a very good personality off the field by the way he carries on and that. So, Mate, I'd be more than happy if the Bulldogs or someone come in and took him for a million dollars and we had another million up our sleeves because, you know, he's a, he's a freak. He's, you know, he'll go down as one of the greatest forwards in the years to come, no doubt, but a million dollars a year is ridiculous. Like, they should be using that money to go and just say to Reese Walsh, even if they've got to give Reese Walsh, you know, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars, just give him that money and then they need a full back and they need a number nine. I don't know what number nine is available in the NRL for next season, but. It's hard yeah, to justify. To yeah, it's it's hard to justify paying any NRL player a million plus dollars a year when your salary cap's ten million when they're not a spine player because your spine players, as everyone knows, whether you're fullback, your halves, your hooker, they're the guys who have got the ball. Uh, sorry, their hands on the ball every single tackle of every set. Whereas a front rower will play a half, maybe three quarters of a game, maybe just run at 10, 15, 20 meters. You know, once every three or four minutes, it's you know, are you going to pay a million dollars for a guy who really only, you know, does a very certain skill set and really is just, you know, to run the ball up 10, 15 metres at a time, apart from, you know, a half or a fullback or a hooker who can actually influence and control every single set of six of the game. It's, yeah, it's always been a hard one, um, paying, paying oh, I think you need, you, you need them, but how many players, how many forwards have the Storm in the last 10 years paid a million dollars a year? You know, look, you got to be realistic and look at look at other camps. I'm sure they paid forwards five, six hundred thousand, but I don't think Greg Bellamy in his wildest dreams. I don't think he would ever want to pay forward a million dollars. So, no. I mean, he doesn't. If we had Reese Walsh, say we had Reese Walsh, and save the way he's playing now, we had him in the last two years. We probably win another three or four more games than we have. Mm. But we've had Payne Haas for the last two years, and how many more games we won from Payne Haas? So yeah, exactly. You've got to be sort of realist, realistic about it. He doesn't influence the game in terms of winning. He'll improve our chances of winning, but he can't win a game by himself. Whereas Reese Walsh or Munster or, you know, even a drink water, I'd, I'd take drink water as a fullback any day at the moment. So, well, yeah, you, you, I, brought I up, you brought up a good point because last week's game, Payne Haas's numbers were great. Like, it's sort of the numbers he does week in, week out. But... Reese Walsh had more of an impact on the result of that game last week between the Warriors and the Broncos than Payne Haas did. And Payne Haas didn't do anything wrong. Payne Haas does what he always does, yep. but it, no, didn't, right. it didn't change the outcome of the game whatsoever. So Payne Haas could run for 250 metres, make 10 offloads and 20 tackle busts. It's, you know, it, it doesn't do as much as what, say, a Reese Walsh would do in a game like that. So No, that's right. But, you know, Reese Walsh had Matt Lodge and, and uh, Fanil Blake who laid the laid the platform for him as well. So you do need those props. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Warriors are probably paying too much for their two props too. They'd probably want to backtrack on that deal. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough decision for the Broncos. Everyone's going to hammer them if they let him go and say it's another you know, another gun player we've let go. But, I don't know. I'd prefer to see him leave and pay a million and 50000 like they're talking for him. I think it's just ridiculous. And I think the club's going to struggle with it as as the Cowboys have struggled with Tamalolo's wage. 
Mm. And that, what have they got? Another five years left on Tamalolo's wage. So oh, five or six. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So if, if someone someone said to the Cowboys, you know, we'll take Lolo off you and we'll pay his full wage, I'm sure they would jump at it tomorrow. But no one's going to pay Lolo a million dollars a year. No, that's not for exactly a fifty-five right. minute prop. No, that's right. Only only the Bulldogs overpay for forwards. Uh, so no, you lean no, Roosters, mate. Roosters. Yeah, it'll be Roosters. 13 plus, unfortunately. unfortunately. It's got that feel about it. It looks like it's either going to be a 44 to 6 score or it's going to be an 18 14 score. Like, it just feels like it's going to be one of those two types of games. Yeah, I'm leaning towards 44 6 with this off field turmoil. It's going to be interesting whether Payne Arth even plays. So, that's going to be the interesting part whether he's suspended. If he's suspended and without without Flegler and Carrigan, it's easy our middle forwards are. And uh, we're we're proper light in the middle, so I think Roosters thirteen plus looks like a pretty safe bet. Macca, hey, 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 what are your thoughts on this one, mate? We've already had our uh, carrot give a, a long-winded, one-eyed Broncos view on it, mate. How, how do you see the game? No, nah, he summed it right, summed it up right there. So first leg of the multi is um, Roosters thirteen plus, oh. and Big DT the giraffe to uh, score the first try. Who? Oh, Daniel Tupu. That's it, mate. He'll be he'll be he'll be up there. Sammy Walker, little chip out to him, and uh, he'll be the first try scorer. Wait, so you've got That's... in this twelve leg multi, you've got Daniel Tupu as a first try scorer? No, nah, no, nah, anytime, anytime. Oh, mate. anytime. I was going to be like, geez, I'm already scared of even thinking of this twelve uh, leg multi. But okay, anytime. No, no, I like that. That's what probably dollar eighty. Oh, they're they're very short. The um the main try scorers tonight on Sportsbet is they're oh. all about dollar fifty. Jeez, yeah, so they're expecting the Roosters to uh, score a few tries then. Yeah, yeah, so 13 plus, that's one separate multi. I've picked six teams to do 13 plus, all the main teams. Wow, um, okay. And then on the 12-leg multi, we'll have, yeah, DT anytime and, um, yeah, Roosters 13 plus. All right, save that, save that for the end, mate. We'll save the, the juicy stuff for the end. 3 p.m. on Saturday out at Wagga Wagga, the Canberra Raiders are hosting the Melbourne Storm. Raiders, weird patchy team, sort of they play good one week, play bad the next. Um, they just look like completely disjointed from week to week. You have no idea which team's going to get up and out of bed and actually put a performance. The Storm, they just look like they're finally now over a, a bit of a preseason sort of wake-up call and uh, now they've got their spine back. They, uh, they look pretty formidable again. So uh, I see a pretty easy Storm win. Macca, which way are you leaning? Yeah, I've got Storm 13 plus again. I think the Raiders come out strong in the first 20 minutes. Um, then they just fall asleep. Yeah, it's all over. Mm. The way Ricky uses his interchange, I just, their forwards aren't doing their job properly. So I think they've got a lot of back rolls, but no real punch up the middle. You know, the horse is pretty good front row, but yeah, too many, too many second rolls in that team, I think. Edge players. Elliot Whitehead, he's not a lock. Yeah, not much to say about that one, mate. Storm too, storm too clinical. Raiders just too patchy and too much inexperience. Young Schneider uh, had a bit of a run, but he's sort of struggling. And Frawley and Starling, really, they'd actually lost a fair bit when they lost Hodgson with these new rules, making the game slower. Mm. Slower, he would have been pretty impactful for them. So yeah. it was actually a bigger loss than I think people sort of took into consideration is, this year. So. Is he done? Is Hodgson done? He's off to the Eels, off to the Eels next year, yeah. Oh, is he signed with the he's Eels? Done the year, yeah, yeah. No, I knew he was yeah, done for the year. I just thought, is he done like in the NRL? Is he maybe going to go back to England or something? But no, nah, I think he signed a two or three year deal with the Eels, right? Yeah, right. So he'll play some good money. Pretty good. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good pickup. Now the um, games slowed down again, so it's actually a good pickup by the Eels. Everyone thought it was a horrible pickup at the time, but uh, I think he's going to be pretty handy next year. Yeah, right. Uh, Five thirty on Saturday at Accor Stadium. The Rabbitohs are hosting Macca's Dragons. Macca, you can take the. Take as much time as you want to talk about your mighty dragons, mate. Uh, what's gonna What's gonna do it for your boys? How are you gonna cause the upset over the bunnies this week? Uh, with the team that hook picked again, it's not gonna work out well. We might have a good 40, 40 minutes, but uh, Jaden Sue was back. Fall, we're gonna fall asleep in a second. Up, Jaden Sue he gets in bin twice. I think if there's a market for that, jump on it at least once a game, ten minutes. So um, he's got no discipline and. I think after the way you, everyone's probably seen the Zach Lomax video on um, on Hook and his in, uh, impressions of of the coach. I don't think you should be doing that to your boss. Like it's pretty mm. disrespectful, I think. And mm. I know he's trying to. He's on the Matty John show and he's trying to take the Mickey out of him. But yeah, I don't think me or you would do that to one of our bosses. So I don't think that's going to go down very well. And 
Ken Boy, he's not a fullback. Yeah, I don't even know where to continue. Jack Bird, I think he should be playing lock, not 5'8". He did look pretty good there with Ben Hunt, but I don't really know where the Dragons can go, to be honest. I not, think not sounding they're very, not sounding very enthusiastic, Macker. I was expecting you're going to come out firing and, yeah, we're going to give it to Latrell and we're going to cut Cook's legs off. And, yeah, I can see the boys causing a bit of a ball over this week, but you you reside to the fact that uh, South is just going to be too good. Yeah, I got South just to win. Uh, I don't think it'll be a, a hiding like um, what the Roosters going to do to the Broncos, but yeah, I think the Dra- Rabbitohs be just too good for the Dragons the way this team is at the moment. Fair enough. Ah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd say Rabbits Rabbits will win fairly fairly comfortably uh, unless I think Hook will Hook will get into them a fair bit. But like Macca said, by the sounds of it, the way the the way the boys are sort of carrying on, maybe they don't respect him enough. Um, Maybe that's thing that Zach Lowe makes his issue. I think he's always had a bit of a disciplinary issue um, in his career. So, yeah, I'd say rabbits will, rabbits will win that. I think they'll give him a bit of a run by the Dragons this week. But I just don't know where their points are going to come from. No, I mean, is, is Jack Bird a 5'8"? Like, is he a creator? He's not a 5'8". Like Mac has said, yeah. he's, a, he's a lock. So, I'm not sure where their points are. Like McCulloch, McCulloch was a good hooker 10 years ago. He's just... I know Hodgson's slow, but he just doesn't offer anything no. really in attack. McCulloch and Emboy, you know, if they sign Emboy to be their fullback, I don't understand why they just don't stick with Sloan. They're not going to win the premiership this year. Just stick with Sloan and Amon and give them a year and play them. It, uh, it does my head in what he's trying to do at the moment. He's just young Sloan looks a player. I think he just needs to keep playing. I think he's got to work on it. So. Has Hinchy still got yeah. half his fantasy team full of Dragons players, or is he giving some of the axe now? Well, he's crying because McCulloch played 80 last week and I said to him, I, I, just, I don't know how long that's going to last for considering they scored eight points. It didn't really look like scoring a try, so another try, so apart from the, the bird run. So, um, but no, I think he's had to make a few few changes to his sword. Yeah, no, nah, Macker will get injured again in about two weeks, just like the Macker we know. Seabus uh, Stadium, 7.30 Saturday night, the Titans hosting the Eels. Uh, these guys played a very entertaining round one game, um, which was sort of a bit back and forth. Probably looks like keeps the points on again. Uh, nice dry track up there at the Gold Coast. Um, Carrot, which way you see this one going? Oh, I, should, I, think it'll be, I don't think it'll be too bad of a game, mate, to be honest. The Titans gave a pretty good run last time, but you know the eels are pretty. The eels have improved a lot, I think, since round one. So, mm. mate, if the Titans turn up, Titans turn up, and their attackers like it was last week against the Tigers, then it could get pretty messy. But uh, is Young Campbell back at fullback this week? No, mate. They've got the uh, NRL's best oh, kept secret, Jermaine Asako. There, mate. He's going to be firing with those fancy feet at the fullback position for the Titans. Yeah, that that sort of worries me a bit. I'd say um, they've got to turn up. Surely they've got to turn up and have something more this week, but. Yeah, if Eels continue their form on, it should probably be Eels 13 plus. Yep. Macca? Yeah, I've got the same. I've got Eels. Um, I'm liking Blake on the wing for the Eels. Um, didn't have much hands to pass the ball at centre, so I think that's a smart move by the coach, putting Blake on the wing. All he's got to do is catch the ball and run straight. That's it, mate. And he played well on the weekend. So way Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses is playing, you know, Moses just kicking for himself and scoring tries and making the game look easy. Uh, Eels. Yeah, Walker Walker Blake is the uh, Walker Blake is the Justin Olam for the uh, for Eels. He just you just got to give him the ball and run. Just don't ask him to do anything else. Bit of a bit of a quick one for the fantasy owners for this one. I see Mitch Rain is on the bench for the Eels, so that spells very mm. bad signs for any Reed Marnie owners. That um, isn't good news. So that sort of indicates that Reed Marnie might only get his 60, 60, 50 to sixty minutes this week. So mm. Whether that's a bit of a Resting him tool or what? It, what that is? But he was he was he's been pretty good last week. So I'm not sure what maybe the plan is there. maybe he's carrying a bit of an injury. Well, maybe they're expecting the game to be over after 60 minutes, and they're just going to give him a bit of a breather. Yeah, I've heard his shoulder's not the best. That's uh, been, always been a bit of an issue. So whether they're looking to carry him through the year and give Mitch, Mitch a bit of bit of time. Bit where's of uh, anyway, where's Reed Money? Where's Reed Money off to next year? Maybe he's off to the mighty doggies. Oh, beautiful! That's uh, just splashed out more cash for cool. an injured player. That's good to see. Yeah, feel good, mate. Making some good signings, actually. Oh, mate. 25-year plan. Old Gus. 4 p.m. on yeah. Sunday, we've got the Sharkies hosting the Tigers. This one probably has about a 40-point win all over it. Macca, have you got any special tips or bets or anything for this one? Oh, I don't think you can go past 13-plus or clients to score a try, the way that young fella's playing. I didn't think he was that good, to be honest, but playing at the Storm. 
in a good system, but he's made the team, the Sharks team, his own. Like, mm. all the best out of Matt Moylan as well. So, yeah, yeah how's the Sharkies going? They've the got to be, uh, they got to be loving the fact they, you know, had the choice of uh, Adam Reynolds or Nico Hines last year. It looks like they, uh, they might have picked the right one. Yeah, and you know, you got big Talakai with that ugly looking beard on him, um, playing centres, man. He just steamrolled fellas on the weekend. Oh, so, yeah. I feel sorry for whoever he's running against. If it's Roberts or Gillard, yeah, he's just going to oh, break. James Roberts, he loves ten, ten to easy. defend. Oh, geez, there's going to be whoever's going to be marking up against James Roberts. I think I'll be putting that that centre down for probably three or four tries. Yeah, and you know it was good to see Aiden Tolman scored um, oh, yeah. first try in his um, in, the, in his three hundredth game. Three hundredth game. What what was what was he paying like eighty one dollars for first try? Oh yeah, would have had to be something. Oh. <clears throat> I was, I was, I was. As soon as he scored, I thought, where was Macca's Where was Macca's tip for first try scorer when he went over? Wouldn't even look at him for that. So no, he did well, <laughs> and now coming off the bench as well. So now you got Tolman, McGinnis, and Petita. Trindle hasn't seen the ball, I don't think, in the last couple of starts. But mm. yeah, they're too, they're too strong. The Sharks. I didn't think they were going to be this good, but yeah, Nico Hines, mate. He's um, he's doing things. Very good player. I really liked it. Just sometimes you can just look at a team list and just I just when I looked at the Sharks team at the start of the year, I'm like, that's that's a top four team. Like that that's just it just seems like everyone fits around each other, like the halves, the backs, the spine, the forwards. Like I just was like I don't know, it just looked like everything fit. Like it looked like there was not too many guys that would try and do the same thing. It looked like everyone brought a little something different to the table, and I just, I just really like the look of that team. I'm like on that on their day. I, I really think they could they could match with anyone in the comp. I could be weird about it, but I'm just like I just really like the look of their team. It just ticks all the boxes for me. It does look like they spend too much money on any individual players. No, Gale's like probably on a big wicket, but um, it just looked like it's evenly spread out. You know, it's not like the Bulldogs where you got half wanting a million dollars. There's no one really greedy. By the looks in this team, you know everyone's happy mm. just to be in the team. Like a Melbourne Storm out there, all the Roosters, you know they're taking unders because they want to get the premiership. They want that trophy. So. And Fitzy's been touted as like he was going to be a really good first grade coach for years and years, and you know he's brought a lot of the the good system that he's probably learnt from the years with the Roosters and that. Um, I think he won some comps in the lower grades and that as well in the past. So he always looked like he was going to probably be a, a decent first grade coach as well. Uh, Kerry, your thoughts, mate? What, what's what's going on with the Tigers? Are they just gonna they gonna go zero and ten? Is Tim Sheen's gonna take over as coach soon? Like, where's where's this team going? Yeah, it's not that I'm going for a win this weekend. It's a, bloody, it's a tough tough game for them to come up against the Sharkies. Uh, Sharkies are in outstanding form, and defensively, the Sharks have been mm. probably the best best defensive side in the comp. Mm. I, I would I'd have to go through the stats, but I think they would have you know conceded the least amount of points. Um, no, they're an outstanding side this year. Like Maka said, I didn't think Hines would be such a good halfback. I thought they'd really struggle, um, struggle without someone to lead him around. But yeah, he's just, he's just doing he's doing wonders with the number seven on his back and the whole side. I, I think they're going to bust into the top four. And I think them and Pan- them and Panthers. Uh, that's my smoking to the grand final at this stage. Is Sharks and Panthers, mm. um, Storm and Roosters. Storm and Roosters will be right there. And, yeah. Um, Eels and. No, probably not the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles can be the top side. But no. yeah, Shark, Shark, pretty comfortably in this one. Uh, you've got to worry about the Tigers and where they're headed. The thing Couldn't I like most last week, and yeah, uh, the thing I like most about Nico is he just he plays at a pace that just he just looks like he's in control at all times. He's never rushed. He just looks like he knows what he's doing three steps before he's doing it, and it just everything just looks like it comes real easy to him. Like. It was one thing to look at it in a storm system last year and go, oh, yeah, well, can he, can he do it if, you know, he's calling all the shots and he hasn't got, you know, the coaching and other star players around him. But he hasn't skipped a beat. He's probably gone to another level this year and taken that extra responsibility, you know, on top of his shoulders and said, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I know how to play footy. Like, I'm just going out here doing my thing. And I just love his calmness. He just looks like he plays under control and the whole team plays like that because of him. Uh, he's outstanding, mate, of <laughs> When the Sharks signed him 600, and I think the Broncos were in a bit of talks with him, I was like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm glad we didn't take him 600. We probably dodged a bit of a bullet there coming from the storm system and that. But, geez, watching him now, like, yeah, I could imagine him at fullback for us. Like, we would have actually something in attack. So that's, yeah, that was a huge decision not to get, not to, not to pursue him because I think we were in pretty, pretty deep talks with him at one stage. So he's an outstanding, outstanding player. And 
yeah, Shark, Sharky's easily 13 plus. That, that game could get a bit messy. It's all right, mate. Tessie New is going to come good, mate. You just, just wait. No, oh, mate, if I didn't hear that name ever again, I'd be happy. <laughs> 6.15 on Sunday. We've got uh, the Panthers up against the Bulldogs at Combank Stadium. Um, yeah, the Doggies. Uh, struggled to score points this year. Um, splashed a lot of money on Josh Adokar, Matt Burton, and a few other players, Paul Vaughan. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. I, I've said it a few times on this podcast. I don't know what the dogs are. They just, you know, they uh, their team just has zero personality. I don't know. I don't, they're definitely not a team that looks like they're going to score a lot of points. Defensively, they were okay until they kind of got blown off the park last week. But um, I just, I don't know. That team, I don't know. Every time I've seen them play, they just look like they've got zero identity. It's just... Four rucks and uh, here, Burton, just do one of your stupid big high torpedo bombs and hope the other team drops it. Like, that ri- literally seems like that's their game plan. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree, mate. I, I, Trent Barrett was meant to be, I thought he was the attacking coach at the Panthers, what was that, two years ago? I thought he was, you know, everyone was saying he's in charge of their attack and he's the reason why Cleary and that are performing so well. So, mm-hmm. it's a bit like, Ke- I think, Kev- uh, Kevy, well, I'm pretty sure in 20, was it 2015? I'm pretty sure Kevy was the attacking coach of the Broncos. So, I, I don't know whether they're their assistant, whether they have the, it's easier for them or something, but they certainly don't take it into the head coaching role because, like you said, Bulldogs are just, they look like the Broncos. But I, I think the big issue with, I've been noticing a lot with, the, say, the Broncos and Bulldogs, you, re, you look at the Panthers and the Roosters and why they're so good at because they've got the ball playing lock. It takes the ball straight from the hooker and it opens up so much space for the number seven. I've just noticed that, especially with the Broncos with Carrigan, like Carrigan can't pass to save himself. And you look at the Bulldogs, they've got Jackson at um, lock, and he can't pass to save himself. So I think if you don't have that ball playing lock, you're sort of really struggling. You look at those AEO, well, he's leading the Dally M, you know, four, four men of the match awards in four games. So you realise how important it is to have a ball playing lock. So yep. I don't know if that's something that something that those lower sides have to look at. Um, you look at the Tigers, Tigers have got Joe Off and Gailey as their lock. So mm. the game's changed so much and if you don't develop with it, then you get left behind. And you look at the Broncos and Bulldogs, their attack is so one-dimensional it's because they don't have anything else. So, and they don't have... They, both sides struggle, like Jeremy Marshall King and Turpin are horrible hookers. So, Well, it's just playmakers. Um, like, the more playmakers you can have in your team, the better. Like, I mean, everyone has their spine. They're one, six, seven, and 9. But if you've got a 13 and then you've got even, like, a 14 off the bench or something, you know, if you've got five, six guys that can create plays for the other guys in the team, um, I've never been a fan of when teams sign players and put them in a half spot. Like, they, they sign a fullback or they sign a, a, a back rower or a lock or a centre and they say, here, we're going to make you play half now. It's like, I just, I've never got that why teams think that's going to work. Like, Matt Burton was a great centre. Like, he had a very simple job and he did it really, really well. And now they want him to run a team. And it's just like, it's just not what he is. That's not, not his strength. It's not who he is. I just... And they always they always go back to, oh, but Darren Lockyer did it. Darren Lockyer is one of the five greatest players in the last 30, 40 years. Like, <laughs> okay, he did it. But, you know, it's not like every player that can do it can just step into a half role and, and orchestrate an offense. Yeah, I just think Matty Burden, you're talking about him. He was um, great when he was 5'8", when Luai was injured. Um, but he had Cleary inside and wrapped, so he wasn't even going to say. So, um when he's got to do all the work himself, he's just getting flustered. And at the end of the day, all he can do is just put a bomb up and hope for the best. You know, he's got Flanagan in there now. He had a great game um, by all reports for New South Wales Cup. So I have to see what he's going to do. But no one's backing off Pangai Jr. He had seven offloads last week. Um, Duffy should be on his hip. You know, he's going to, every time Jr. runs the ball, you know, he's going to throw an offload. So I don't understand why. Duffy or Burden or Adokar isn't just sitting on his hip just waiting for that second phase play out the back. Mm. End of the day, Panthers 13 plus. Well, is it that Taylor thir- May on the wing? 30 he's, plus he's or 40 it, so. plus or can we can, yeah. we can we up it a bit more? Cool. Look at look at a, a higher margin. What is the margin for this game anyway? It's got to be up near 20 or something. Yeah, the line would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to check that. Mackie, you got it. You no, should I'm, know I'm I'm liking their back line, you know, that young Taylor May stepped in oh. for um and, and you know, he's just doing he's just doing the same thing. He's just getting the ball and running straight and scoring tries in the corner, you know. 
Just yeah. not a hard job. Just get, catch the ball and put it down. Like but they've just always got uh, speed. Like they seem even Charlie Staines. Like they just seem to have these guys that look like they can run the hundred in like ten seconds flat. Like it's just they keep breeding them out there. Yeah, back to Phil Gould, I guess you know with the nursery that he oh, yeah. established years and years ago. Like all these kids, you know, Louie Cleary, yep. um, Pride, and I think they all played juniors, like high school footy together, and yeah. went through the grades together. So yeah, nah, very very well put together team. Yeah, over De- the years, taken a while, but they've got there. Definitely all Gus, that's for sure. Gus and Trent Barrett, they were the they were the master strokes out there. All right, boys, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, always good chatting, and um, we'll see you next time. Cheers, mate. Hopefully the Broncos play a bit better for you this week. Thanks, mate. See you, <laughs> See you, mate. See you, All right, Macca, let's get to the tips for this week, mate. That's what we want. We want to make a bit of extra cash for the weekend. So tell us what's the what's the hot tips for this week, mate. Where's this 12-leg multi and what else you got for us? Yeah, I think the juice for the week will be uh, Sydney win and big DT, Daniel the Giraffe, uh, score any time try scorer. Mm-hmm. Panthers 13-plus with young May on the wing, any time try scorer. Yep. Storm to win with Coatsy to score a try. Mm-hmm. I've got Nico, Nico and um, 13 plus for the Sharks and the Katoa on the wing to score a try as well. We've got Parra to win and then we've got South and Latrell to score a try anytime and that's paying 125 to 1. What was the last one and with South and Latrell? Just South to win and Latrell anytime try score. Okay. And that's 125 to 1, and that's not even boosted. So, oh. sports better block me on boosted. So, <laughs> um, you were taking too much money off them, mate. Yeah, apparently so. so. I don't get any of them perks anymore. So, <laughs> but yeah, 125 for the average show. 125. So not, not too bad. Mate, that, that sounds way better than Loz's lock. That, that sounds like a sure thing. I think it is a sure thing this week, I think. And then the other one, oh, I can't go past it, but it's um, Panthers 13 plus, Sharks 13 plus. Para 13 plus, Rabbitohs 13 plus against the Mighty Dragons, Storm 13 plus, and Roosters 13 plus. Jeez, so that's just a four, bunch of 13 pluses. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. games all around. So, what's that? Six 13 pluses. What's that paying? That's $43. Ooh. Not boosted on Ooh. Yeah, Put I think. Put your coffee money on those two bets, boys and girls, and um, good luck. Mate, we're absolutely printing money for people there. That's what it sounds like. Sure thing. Cheers. Juice with extra pop. Juice with extra pop. That's how we go. All right, so we've got our multis. We've got our extra weekend money macker. I think that's going to do it for us for this week, mate. How'd you go? You like yeah. like liked your first podcast, mate? Not that hard? Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you very much for that. So can't wait for the footy action over the weekend. And stay safe out there, everybody, and enjoy. That's it, mate. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah.